This is Rumble in the Morning on FM 99. Let's do the news. Sean's here with that. News time right now. That's right. And uh, we'll have to, we're going to talk about the elections here in Virginia mm-hmm. and the office we all really care about, the sexiest man alive. Yeah. News brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and more. They're thankful for our community. Black Friday and Small Business Saturday feature the biggest sales of the year. Purchase $100 in gift cards and get a $20 gift card just for you. For locals, by locals. Well, every seat in the Virginia General Assembly was up for election this year, and uh, Democrats have now retaken the House of Delegates while delegates while also holding on to the state Senate. This was a big deal. Uh, Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin put in a lot of time and energy uh, trying to help Republicans sweep both chambers. He was hoping for them to retake the Senate while also holding on to the House, but that did not happen. That being said, he said he was uh, he spoke about this and said he was prepared in case the, the Democrats were the victors. He said, I think there's always a place for common sense, and we've been able to get things done during the past two years of divided government. Because we did have, you know, one was controlled by one house, or was controlled by one party, and the Senate was controlled by... So they could uh, cancel each other out, effectively stalling everything in that. And he said that things still got done, so there's a way to make this work. Well, you got to make bargains. Yes, exactly right. Um, Now, as I beforehand, when I was uh, in here, there was one race that was still a little too close to call. It was uh, State Senate District 24, which was between Republican Danny Diggs and Democrat Monty Mason. Oh, they're both horrible people. And according to the commercials... (laughs) I uh, watch TV! (laughs) My God, which one are you? Uh, yeah. Republican Danny Diggs uh, self-declared himself as the winner overnight. Oh, really? Uh, but the vote was really close, about a thousand vote margin, and they still mm-hmm. had to do, uh, they said, uh, the provisional ballots and mail-in ballots and things yeah. like that. Right. So there were other votes to be counted. Right. Monty Mason, of course, saying he's going to wait for the official tally, but yes. Diggs was naming himself the winner. And as I was walking in, they said that there was a race being called that had been really Oh, really? Close. Yeah. So- and I'm not sure if it was that one possibly. Okay. But uh, I was just, uh, I saw it as I was coming Stat in. Stat girl, look that up, would you just, yeah, if there's an official winner, yeah. 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 Uh, but it, uh, he does appear to be the winner. He with uh, roughly 51% of the vote to Monty Mason's 49. So were, were these, uh, from what you saw and read, because I didn't read each of the individual articles, were yeah. they close or, or a not lo- really? A lot of the races yeah. were pretty close, yeah. from what I could tell. There okay. were some landslides in districts sure. where, I mean, like... Well, and remember that incumbents were unseated because the... the Yes, some, in, yes, some flipped, incumbents you know? did, yeah. did, did get unseated, yeah. uh, but they uh, did, most of the races I saw looked like they were relatively close. I mean, yeah. nothing. There were a few landslides. I saw one or two races where it was like seventy percent of the vote to thirty percent. Okay, which in that area, it's like okay, well, this is clearly somebody who's been there for a long time. Right. It's an incumbent that people like. They're going to stick with them. Anecdotal. You voted yesterday. Yes. Bus- busy or not? I, for me, I'd say kind of yeah. average for these for these kind of elections, local elections, state elections. This is what you remember? Yeah, from the last yeah. time I did it. Yeah, just because, I mean, when I got there, there were people coming out, and there was a few people going in at the same time as me. Or there were All people right. at the booths when I got in. I got you there know. at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, two other people. Okay. Yeah. That's it. I got there at about noonish. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And Maybe similar. a little more busy, but this is lunchtime. Yeah. People, people do go at lunch. When I, got yeah. there, when I got there, there were three or four people coming out. Uh, me and another lady were walking in. There were already three people at the booths. Well, the concern so. was apathy. The concern was that the, the uh, what, early voting and stuff, the numbers weren't what they were last time. Right. And there was all this talk about, uh, you know, if people don't show up, it's going to fall this way or that way. Right, yeah. Uh, there were, I, I want to say I yeah. saw something along the lines of, uh, they said, like, almost half a million votes were cast or something. 
along those yeah. lines. Uh, or voters cast uh, their votes. So uh, those numbers, I mean, I have to verify that. 50% of Chesapeake people, 50% of registered voters actually showed up. Oh, well, that's great. I didn't see In that. In Virginia number. Beach, 50%. Wow. Uh, Norfolk, 25. Okay. Portsmouth, Ches- uh, Portsmouth, Suffolk, 33-ish, something okay. like that. Percentage yeah. of, of actual registered right. voters. And see, yeah. the 20 to 30% yeah. something is usually what I expect with local elections and state yeah. elections, just because people yeah. don't seem as motivated for them. But fifty uh, percent. What's at stake? I, I mean, I agree with you. Dude, I, these are the people that make decisions that affect your everyday life. Uh, there, you know, we say that yeah. all the time. There, no, these no, are no. the elections that will more directly affect you than anything else. The people who are oh, yeah. operating your district and controlling yeah. everything where you actually live. Yeah, as opposed to federal elections, which will have an effect on you, but it's a much broader sense, yes. you know, usually. And policy. Um, but either way, like we said, the Democrats managed to take both chambers and that. Uh, last night was a bit of a vote of confidence for two people. One, President uh, Biden, pretty happy to see the results uh, across the country. I'll bet. They uh, st- looked a little more favorably for him heading into his presidential election coming up in 2024, right. uh, at least according to party trends. Yeah. And uh, now that being said, they could lose all confidence in him when that vote rolls around. You never know. Sure. But uh, either way... Uh, it was also a, a vote uh, that probably not very popular with Republican Glenn, Governor Glenn Youngkin's office because he was teasing the idea of uh, possibly a White House run. And this, 28. Yeah, in 2028. But this doesn't look really promising. <laughs> oh, no. So. No, and this is uh, and largely one of the biggest issues was abortion. Yes. And this is the end of that plan. They said that, the, they said that uh, abortion was the top issue uh, everywhere, not just yes. in Virginia. But yeah. in Virginia specifically, they said that it was mentioned two and a half times more than the next highest thing which was education so interesting huge very huge very sub- interesting huge subject uh, regardless of where you fall on the subject yes it was just that matter oh yeah, yeah. because uh, a couple of people that i talked to uh are conservative voters mm-hmm. but uh, as women don't like the idea that this was taken away from them right by the courts and and then legislated by states I, I, and yeah. they may have voted against the grain just they may because, have yeah, voted, yeah, just because a, of that, that yeah. on a personal level. Maybe so. Yeah. Entirely possible. There's a million reasons why these things can swing the way they do. But yep, either yep. way, we know the results coming out of it now, and we move forward. There we go. There we go. Uh, U.S. Capitol Police said uh, that uh, yesterday a heavily armed individual was arrested in a park located across from Union Station in Washington. The area is about half a mile off from fo- on foot from the U.S. Capitol. Police said they searched the suspect's belongings out of an abundance of caution. They were still investigating yesterday evening. The scene was cleared soon after, and police uh, fa- after and police didn't immediately confirm the exact weapons found. Only that the person was armed, quote unquote, heavily. That's how they described it. Well, that's yeah. uh, and okay. we know that he had at least one gun because he had a gun with him that well, people saw. You got to have more than one to be heavily. Heavily, yeah. Something else is going is, on there. Yeah, got some stuff. Yep. Uh, police uh, later described an image on social media that showed him carrying a rifle. Uh, Congressman, uh, Congressional Minority Leader uh, Representative Hakeem Jeffries released a statement saying the, the suspect was arrested on the Capitol complex and they were waiting for more information in the investigation. Police said lawmakers and other staffers had to avoid the area during all of this. There was a congressman yesterday that had to shut down his, his home office for threats. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I, I don't think it was in D.C. I think it was in his home state, and it okay. was re- related to Israel-Palestine. Uh, oh, Unfortunately, you see a lot of stories recently about things related to that. Yeah, it's really not good. Really not good. Uh, While we're talking about Washington elections and everything, let's talk about the office people really care about. The sexiest man alive. Yeah. Yeah. Beast. Jimmy Kimmel announced People Magazine's sexiest man alive last night, and the winner is Rod Fitzwell. He must have messed with my snooze. No. (laughs) What? It's Patrick Dempsey, a.k.a. Dr. McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy. Oh. 
Hello. Yeah, I see, as soon as I said that, yeah. she goes, "Oh, that's Patrick he is a Dempsey. handsome devil. He is, he is. but I a lot of people, to him. a lot of people, shocked he just now got it. Yeah, uh, hasn't he had it before? No, he's been like close what? to it, but never gotten it before. Yeah, did McSteamy get it though? Uh, no, I don't think he ever got it. Oh, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, McSteamy, yeah. yeah. McSteamy, there's a threesome out there with him in it. Well, in real life. Well, oh, you know that? No. no. <laughs> well, hey, thanks. For I'll the be info. listening for the clatter of your keyboard later. Raina, look this up. Yeah, sure. I'll get to it in a minute. Like speed typing. Never seen her do it so fast. Uh, yeah, Patrick yeah. Dempsey's 57 years old. He said he was, he's glad it's happening at this point in his life because it's nice to have the recognition and it gives his ego a little bump. Uh, he says and it gives him a platform to use it for something more positive. Well, he seems to be a very nice guy. He really yeah. does. Uh, he spoke about his reaction to being named the sexiest man alive. I was completely shocked. And then I laughed and I was like, you're kidding me. This is a joke, right? I've been the bridesmaid for people's sexiest man alive huh. uh, 10 times. Oh, now wow. I get the big picture, not the little picture that's oh. on the side. Yeah, he finally oh, gets it after all, right. all that time. So, uh, is there something about guys in like their fifties? Because he's like fifty-seven. He's fifty-seven. Yep. A little salt and pepper going on. Yeah. I mean, is, is that more attractive than than you know, Nile and Harry Styles and you I, know guys that are in their youth? I can only say this: that uh, when they talked yeah. about it on more, one of the local yeah. news stations this morning, the ladies on there were swooning over the salt and pepper. I yeah yeah yeah. I caught some of that because they too. talked and about how he previously was all black hair. Right. right. Didn't work for him, but now. And even yesterday, I get compliments on the salt and pepper in my beard and everything uh, you know, from a young lady. And I'm like, is this a thing now? Do we just like this? Boy, I don't know. We like the, the letting the gray show. I mean, yes, Rena, you're do. the. I was going to say, you're yes, the. Yes, we do. Really? The, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hello. Is, would you say Patrick Dempsey is more attractive now than yes. he was? Mm-hmm. Okay. See? There you go. Well, you know, and it's framed by, you know, first of all, the role. The role. My, made mean, the guy three, that yeah. particular role yeah. made him. Although he's done a couple of movies where he's very good, he's very good in, in rom coms and stuff oh. like that. He he was yeah. like the eighties nerd in all of the yeah. the big like love story romance, right. you know, geeky comedy movies in the eighties. Like it was huge for him. It was when he had uh, Can't Buy Me Love. That was another one he did. Yeah, uh, that I remember seeing him at the time. And then when he becomes McDreamy later in life, I was like. Wait, it's the same guy? It's like yeah. the nerd from Can't Buy Me Love is McDreamy now? He is a good actor. <laughs> he's a great yeah. actor. And he's a good-looking son of a bee. Yeah. Uh, he beat out uh, Pedro Pascal, which was a lot of people's favorites. He, he was from The Last of Us, and he's the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. There uh, you go. And he was in Game of Thrones, who also right. has the salt and pepper thing, so people thought he stood a chance. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, Usher, other people, you know, a bunch All of right. names you'd expect to see on the list. But sure. Yeah, I, I just thought that uh, neat that he, he wanted, I guess, I hope for uh, the rest of us in the future. Rick, you right in yeah. there, man. Uh, I I think I've Next passed year. that already. No, I think we'll you got. It. I think we're gonna start. I got to work on the abs, though. <laughs> I want the ridiculous body. The that ridiculous no, body. People start going, "Yeah, you're on the juice. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the sauce, you son of a. You yeah, son of right. a. I'm going out that way. Oh, good for you. Uh, I do want to make sure I get to this story about wooden spaceships. I don't want to miss out oh, on yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I got to know, man. I, yeah, I want to talk to you about that. A team of researchers at Kyoto University. If they name it the Nina, the Pinta, or the Santa Maria, <laughs> we got a problem. <laughs> A team of researchers at Kyoto University in Japan have been working really hard to make a satellite out of wood. The idea being to prep to see if they could make their spaceships out of wood. They say they're scheduled to launch this satellite next summer in a joint mission with NASA. There is a need for this? Uh, Well, they say for a couple of reasons, yes. They say it sounds like an odd choice, but they said that here on, on Earth... You think about it, Earth burns here, which is what everybody thinks about. Why won't it burn when it goes up to space? Right. Well, there's no oxygen up there. 
True. So it's not going to burn. There also right. won't be anything alive on it, so it won't rot. Yeah. No, it won't burn yeah. going up. It just can't come back. It can't. Well, but that's the thing. Yeah. They say we have so much of an issue with space debris and things just floating around out there right. when we're done with them. Yeah. Uh, that this would allow it to fall into the Earth's atmosphere and burn up and be completely gone. Gets okay. rid of the debris and it kind of takes care of itself. They also said it would probably be a lot cheaper than the way they make some of these things now. Really? They think yes. that, huh? That's what they said. They said it might it sounds save a lot heavier to me. I would and think so, too. I was always taught that that weight is money. And they, and, but they say that here, they, I guess they use aluminum for a lot of the shielding or something. Sure. And they said that it's roughly as strong per weight as aluminum. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I don't I know. I thought was wild. I, I, was I like, don't sorry, know if what? aluminum is the metal of choice. I'm not sure either. That may be a great comparison to, to metals. Well, and it, it again, we're doing this off Japan's yeah. system. They may look at things yeah. differently than NASA. One of us has yeah. you know, walked on the moon. Right. Exa- exactly. Right. The others right. of us enjoy it from our backyard. But NASA's at least interested because they are <laughs> doing a joint thing with them what to launch dick. this satellite. So <laughs> I think if it works, yeah. NASA wants to be on board saying, yeah, see, we knew it would work. This is like if the Flintstones made a satellite. Yeah, kind of. Yes, kind of. The Great Gazoo. They say they're going to monitor the tiny satellite over the next six months to see how it may it maintains itself up there and see what happens. But they said that it's an option that they're looking at and might change how they do things. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. Uh, Termites. (laughs) Discover termites in the uh, hall. That would be a real problem. Need uh, canterade. Canterade. Little termites with little space helmets on. Little tiny, little tiny insects bloom. (laughs) Well, that would be unfortunate. Uh, speaking of Japan, by the way, if you're a big fan of uh, video games, Nintendo said they're developing a live-action film based on the hit video game The Legend of Zelda, which can't shock anybody after all the success they had with the Super Mario movie. That was wildly successful for yeah. them. Uh, the Japanese maker behind the Super Mario franchise announced that they were financing this movie with Sony Pictures Entertainment. It'll be directed by Wes Ball, which is the director of the upcoming Planet of the Apes film. So... It's got some name, yeah, some yeah. name to it. Uh, it's being co-produced by Nintendo and a company called Arid Productions, but they're behind the live-action Spider-Man movies. So, oh, really? Another one that's fairly successful and seems to know what they're doing with these kind of characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they said this uh, just moves, uh, shows Nintendo's strategy to leverage their characters beyond just video games. Mm-hmm. They want to move them into theme parks, merchandising, and, of course, movies. And, again, after all the success they had with the Mario movie, right. which continues to make money, that thing is still making money at home streaming. Really? Oh, uh, dude, yeah. And I saw it not that long ago. It was a, it was a very fun movie. I, I'm not surprised it did okay. as well as it was because it was entertaining for somebody my age. Yeah. But it's also full of gags and stuff the kids are gonna love. Oh, that's anytime you can, you know, work both ends of that deal. Right. That becomes uh, the on, the only difference here is you're going live action as opposed to completely CGI like Mario. Right. Mario is all CGI. When we transfer over to live action, I'm not sure if it'll translate as well, but we give it a shot and see what happens. I'm a big Zelda fan. We'll see if it works. I think it might work better than a wooden spaceship. Today, sunny with a high near 65 and northeast wind, 6 to 9 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 51. And tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 81. Last check outside, it's about 52 degrees. With the news, I'm Sean Hood for Rumble in the Morning on FM 99.